Um, also, I just realized something because I just looked at the cover of this movie, Abduction, Scott Atkins. It's mm-hmm. him holding a shotgun with jets in the background. None yeah. of that's in the movie. None of Not it. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Not, Not a single, single thing. scene. Yeah. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. British Embassy. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. He loves Lucy. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? You better get in the car, go to Costco, get the aluminum foil because we know what we saw. Don't get probed. It's don't get probed month. Guys, we're watching movies all about aliens, abductions, invasions, maybe some light over the clothes touching. I don't know. I really, let's just see what Glonark sets the mood with. D- don't's a strong statement. We're not, if if everybody's consenting, hey, have fun out there, kids. Don't get probed unless you want to. Right. Then I hope you get as probed as hard as you want to. Yeah, just practice don't, safe probing. Don't have some strange gray men in a saucer pick you up and probe you against your will. I don't know. Get a probe whistle. <laughs> Last week, Dave wrapped up Uncaged Month with The Rock, starring Sir Nicholas Cage and Madam Sean Connery. So <laughs> we've made it off The Rock, but someone's made it on to our rock. Jay, what foreign invaders did you bring this week? If we're talking about aliens, I brought something this week that is perfectly in line because it's called Abduction, but this one's from 2019 with Scott Adkins. Why? Because it was made in Vietnam, Jay? Jeez. <laughs> wow. I have to live with him. Did you know that? I don't. It's... Yeah, don't let Google try to trick you and be like, do you mean 2011's abduction with Taylor Lott? No. No. No, I don't. No, Maybe no, later don't. on the podcast. But right now, yeah. I need I need Daddy Scotty A-bombs up in here fucking up Gray's. Wait, is the Taylor Lautner one about aliens too? Because we could. I don't we know. Could circle I just, back to that later this month. Yeah, that's why oh, I was man. like, maybe. What an excellent I'm question. I'm gonna Google it right now. <laughs> and then also, we could have two real confusing. Also, if so, how great would it have been if I had like accidentally watched the wrong one and just see how long it takes before we realize <laughs> we were talking about totally different films. All right, Jay. Before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in ten seconds or less. Here's your setup. You're on vacation. Uh, you had. You're on vacation. You went to Vietnam. You've been having a great time, but unfortunately, your vacation yeah. has been cut short by an alien abduction. Oh no! Yeah, they uh, they've taken you up into the mothership. They're 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 speaking weird languages. You don't understand. You don't want to know how much this cab ride is going to fucking yeah, there's, cost. Yeah, there's, there's some probing involved. Yeah, it's it's been an unfortunate time for you. At least that's what you think is going on because you decided that your vacation was a great time to try ayahuasca for the first time. It, yeah, it right. It was not. Oh. Um, so in reality, you are just stumbling around a public park in Vietnam screaming like okay. a crazy person. This is very plausible. Continue. Yeah. You 
are headed directly towards a beautiful fountain that you're going to be tripping directly into. You got about 10 seconds before you go face first into that water. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. Scott Adkins partners with a former gangster to do classic martial arts set to a batshit sci-fi aesthetic that includes poorly animated time-traveling interdimensional aliens with expertise in feng shui. Nine seconds, Siskel and or Ebert. What? <laughs> Jesus, man. Get a lot in there, buddy. Thanks for coming out, everybody. I guess we Thank can you. take off now. See you next week. <laughs> So, uh, Case, when I told you that what I had was was tea and I gave you a drink of my tea, ayahuasca is technically a tea. My bad. That's true. Oops, I should have been a bit more specific. So in the 10 seconds before the ayahuasca kicks in for you, sell us on this movie. It's not a good tasting tea. She understood what was happening. (laughs) You should have known, Case. An illegal alien is kidnapped by aliens. With the help of a hitman, a doctor, and a tchotchke dealer, he helps them all get killed. But hey, Scott's okay. Eight seconds. Literally, <laughs> everybody who helps him fucking dies. <laughs> Spoiler. Man, you got me on a whole thing now, actually. <laughs> Before any of us get abducted, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Scott Adkins' character, Quinn, wakes up already abducted. Which means that I win the month because I got the first abduction earliest in the film. I don't, we're not scoring? There's no point. Let him have this. Let him have this. Yeah, you win. Listen. You win the month, Jay. I can't be bothered to pay attention to the rules or whatever, Dave. I'm too busy making sense of abduction. (laughs) Okay. Fair, Fair point. Good luck. So, Quinn was abducted looking for his daughter who was previously herself abducted. See? Lots of abduction. It's abductions all the way down. <laughs> all the way down, baby. <laughs> Finding Follow his daughter. The abductions. So Quinn finds his daughter locked up in a cage with a fancy emerald-looking neck piece that Quinn's unable to free her. And like a typical teenager, she just ignores her father. Fuck this guy. She's like eight, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. Eight teenagers, they're all the same thing. In the eyes of the law, yeah, you can marry them all. <laughs> Prob- you can marry California, an infant in California. Suck my dick. Uh, probably has something to do with the weird neck device or the like strange alien architecture that's in there. I don't know. Quinn's not really being too inquisitive about any of this. He just kind of rattles the cage like a gorilla trying to get out. <laughs> the necklace Quinn's daughter is wearing allows the aliens to use their chi, uh, their life force, to power their ship. They've got other neck ornaments, like the spider devices they insert into the back of people's necks, that allow the aliens to control the people like drones. And Quinn chews through some drones until an alien takes interest in him. The alien knocks Quinn through a fucking brick wall, and then he falls hundreds of feet down the side of what looks like a castle into the water, only to emerge in a public fountain in Vietnam. We've all had that hangover. You will not judge me. Absolutely. Nor will you judge yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty A bombs. Yeah, but this is percent. When I said batshit sci-fi, this is batshit sci-fi, and I'm here. Yeah. For it. I'm here so for this it. this right, movie like, takes no time at all establishing like you figure it out. Rules. Fuck you. He, I mean, in the movies universe, he actually fell through multiple dimensions, whereas I merely found the concoction of chemicals that made it. Think. <laughs> I was falling through dimensions. Yes. One little plot twist, though. Quinn is now 33 years into the future from the point he'd been abducted. 
he's got sudden amnesia, even struggling to speak, and he's hospitalized as a crazy person, which, you know, kind of happens when a babbling British person just appears in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, but if that's a British 66... <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Which, it's a little wild, because he actually hasn't even started talking about the aliens yet. Like, he barely remembers that part of it yet, and they're already like, nope, you're crazy. Just... You fell no, he literally a had a speech impediment, and they're like, straight to jail with you. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> he was also, you know, sleeping rough. Yeah, so if you're broke and you homeless. have a speech impediment, right. you're fucked in Vietnam. That's what I just learned today. You have two hours to respond, Vietnamese government. We Buy hate, me a no, plane we, ticket. It's not we hate the homeless, it's we hate writing our own movie. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, our second male lead is a gangster enforcer called Connor. Connor does his one last job to get out of the business, which is a, a totally original plot point we'd never seen before. Never seen that before. No, and his girlfriend's mad at him for it, too. What? Like, yeah. What? Oh, fuck you, Connor, him. coming home with the next six months rent plus some. <laughs> wow. You your briefcase full of cash. Guess what? If Listen. Babe, let me just tell you right now. Yeah. If I'm pissed off because I mm -hmm. made dinner and you're home super late, but you yeah. come home with a suitcase full of money, mm -hmm. I'm throwing all of those dishes in the trash and we're going out tonight. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to wake up in Ho Chi Minh Fountain tomorrow. That evening, that very night, his wife is abducted. Did it again. Abducted. That's the name of someone's movie. <laughs> So name many movies. So Connor learns that his wife has the right genetic code for the aliens to use her chi to power the ship. Meeting up with Quinn, they decide to team up to free their loved ones. I feel like the movie didn't really give us enough time to appreciate that their plot was literally your DNA has the right chi to power in interdimensional spaceships. Oh, they glossed. They hit that and run from it. They're like, ah, DNA. They really buried the lead on that one. This, this movie is a series of hit and runs, and that is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Quinn gets a few more memories back, and they look up an expert on these abductions that just so happens to be here in Vietnam. <gasps> I couldn't believe it. The expert explains how the interdimensional aliens crash-landed here centuries ago and have been trying to get back home, but his family has been hiding the key from them. For reasons that the film never bothers to even explain to us at all. Everyone then gets abducted. Ah! Oh ah! my god. And Quinn gets a spider control device implanted in the back of his head as an excuse for the male leads to fight, which fucked me up. I mean, oh, I yeah. always love to see the two best martial artists in a film fighting, so frankly, I'm happy that the movie waited until the end to let them pop And off. it was a tasty fight. Yeah, it was, mm. but we gotta wait before we just absolutely masturbate to the fight scenes as much fair. as i always fair, love fair, to fair. fair connor manages to remove the spider from quinn's neck and they move to face off against the aliens bad news boys the aliens are eight dimensional beings that knock them out and start sucking the life out of all their captors to get the fuck out of dodge hey but the goodish news is that the aliens left connor and quinn hanging by chains to witness the travel event you know you gotta let your protagonists be there to experience it no no quinn no now watch Wow. Yeah, you guys watch. You guys watch us. And while Quinn tries to escape, he gets thwarted by the aliens. But Connor takes the opportunity as the overlooked second male lead to break free. Ah, uh, didn't see that one coming. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate that the eighth dimension still has dramatic narrative elements. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that they can't perceive behind them in at least <laughs> seven dimensions. <laughs> Right. Eighth dimension. I don't know what like dimensions five through eight are, but apparently none of them include hearing. Oh, no, dude. Not a one. Everything at the end of this is just a series of hit. Like it feels like someone was either procedurally writing paragraphs like they were just passing it. Don't read. Just write a paragraph of what happens or someone was just like, I don't care anymore. I just need to finish this movie. Big, 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 big. Yeah, yeah, I, one of my notes was, I don't know if they ran out of weed or just got way too high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Connor disturbs this process by picking up the alien and running them through a portal created to take the aliens home. So doing exactly what they wanted. <laughs> slightly sooner. But, to be fair, that does save the lives of everyone in the machine, so fuck that alien for just, like, <laughs> clicking its heels and waiting. <laughs> These deaths are voluntary, man. Quinn gets reunited with his daughter, and Connor's wife goes home without Connor, because he's in the eighth dimension or whatever. Or whatever. And the film ends by teeing us up with a sequel. Connor's wife is chilling, and the radio kicks on with static. She turns it off. It turns itself back on. <gasps> then... From a great distance, we hear Connor asking for help. Who's excited for the fucking sequel? I don't think he's asking. He's kind of yelling. <laughs> Which, like, I'll shut this right off right now. First of all, you don't not call for a year and then yell at me? The fuck? Right. I, I actually got to push back on that. I don't think that was necessarily intended as a sequel tease or anything. I think that was just an old school sci-fi, like, Debbie Downer ending, like, it was just a really bad Twilight Zone episode. I felt like they were teaming up for a sequel. Maybe. You just I, want more Scotty A-bombs. I do, though. I went looking for a sequel more I than would, once. I would absolutely love to know what's happening to Scotty A-bombs now that he apparently exists in the real world again with his daughter 33 years into the future. You're yeah, right. yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah, him yeah. learning how to use a cell phone. Her being like, isn't Leif Garrett hot? And all her friends being like, gross, he's like 60. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with your daddy complex? Where is the mother in all of this? Why isn't the mom looking for anyone? Oh, yeah. Did they ever mention where the mom is? Never once. Not Never once. Never once. But yeah, so like the brief recap of Scott Adkins' character is that in 1985, his daughter was abducted by aliens. He got in the newspaper about it. And then he was almost immediately abducted by aliens and dropped in Vietnam in 2018. A week later. It was a week after his daughter got abducted. I mean, he was in Vietnam with his daughter. I don't think so. No. No, no, no. no. So my a- understanding is that she got abducted in Britain. Oh. And he went to Vietnam because he found the that um okay the the specialist yes the specialist the tchotchke salesman the tchotchke salesman he went to the tchotchke salesman the tchotchke salesman was like hey ah it's real blah 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 blah." and then scott i'm gonna cut you a deal yeah you gotta look at this necklace and you gotta put it in this hole oh don't (laughs) let that bald guy steal it but you did but you gotta pay for it still somebody's gotta pay me 
and he's the one who explains to him that the aliens are actually eight-dimensional beings that use human DNA's chi to power their ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all into, like, feng shui, and they're kind of snotty about their furniture. Right. We get a weird history of feng shui. Like, the, uh, we're told that the Chinese feng shui is a poor replica of these aliens' feng shui whose compasses can travel through space-time, interdimensional space-time. All you have is cheap Chinese knockoff space time. Yeah, when when I was looking for the budget of this movie, the only number I could find was in Chinese yuan, and that did not surprise me. I wonder how much of that went to paying for Scott Adkins and Andy on. Probably not as much as you'd hope. No, Fair. just the whey powder that they require to stay that big. <laughs> That's where a lot of that went. Because Scott Adkins is a fucking bear of a man. Yeah, Scott Adkins, I mean, he's an he's amazing so, martial artist. Absolutely. Yes. Excuse me, let me take my admiration around to um, objectification. Okay. He's <laughs> so perfectly proportioned. He doesn't, I mean, like, he looks fit, and then he takes his fucking shirt off, and you're just like, what in the fuck is going on? It doesn't make sense. His yeah. body doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. So how did you like, in this movie, when Scott Atkins is wandering around Vietnam after being kicked out of the alien ship, he ends up stealing an anime jacket and an Loved anime it. bomber and 100%. wearing it? Okay. Scott Atkins and the anime Doug, bomber? Doug, Doug. Okay, let's add another layer and take it back to objectification found out one of my kinks is Scott Atkins getting the shit slapped out of him. He's got a like a slappable chin. Yeah, okay. Respectfully. First of all, Scott Atkins in the anime bomber made me furious because like don't make me want to buy that and then know that I'm not going to look like that. I know I'm not going to I still want it. I still right, it still almost worked on me. And then yeah, so when I went to watch this movie, Casey, you messaged me, I hope you're into kink-slapping Scotty A-bombs as much as I am because this film delivers. And I assumed that that was hyperbole because he's in a lot of fights. But no, there's just a lot of scenes of Scott Atkins slapping himself. I'm, I'm not Hard, a hyperbolic like person. Yeah, I straight, I, I'm I sorry. straight shoot, buddy. I should have understood that that was meant to be taken literally. <laughs> I said what I meant, which was <laughs> Scott gets the shit slapped out of him by people, by people who are himself, and by me and my mind. Yeah, it's mostly himself, <laughs> but there's also several other people that slap the shit out of this Scott old lady is like, no, speak British. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, re- the, the first one is just because he dares to try to speak English with a stutter to an old Vietnamese woman. And she just hauls Good. off and slaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every country has that old person. We're like, speak American. Like, at least she was cute about it. If she said a slur, <laughs> I didn't understand it. So I'm not offended. Over here, it's wild. Case, you have a long love of slapping. I was I just recounting the story of you and the massive man called Piper and the slapping contest that you got in with him. While drunk, when you practically fucking laid that man out. His name was Piper, not Slapper, for a reason. I hope he can lay pipe better than he can slap. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, 
you know, Scott Adkins body, Scott Adkins slapping. I would like to slide in with a little bit of a note on this compliment oh. sandwich. Okay. Where are you going to um, slide into, Dave? <laughs> why is it that every time Scott Adkins is the leading man in the movie, he talks with a Christian Bale Batman voice? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but you're not entirely wrong. <clears throat> It's nearly every time, and this movie is a really bad one at times. Like, I kept waiting for him to scream, Where are the drugs? It's <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> Why did you say that name? That's the wrong Batman, <laughs> but <you're> still. <laughs> Martha's still... my mom's name. <laughs> like, it, it just particularly struck me in the scene when he meets the tchotchke dealer who's telling them about the eight dimensional beings. And uh, the tchotchke dealer's like, Oh, wait, you've, you've actually encountered them. And he's, oh, yeah, I've encountered them. Like, dude, why are you being sassy right now? Right. We don't have time for this. This guy's trying to help. This, <laughs> the scene where they encounter the Trashki dealer is one of my absolute favorite scene or favorite sequences in this film, in part because of how to batshit fucking bonkers everything is. It starts off with Scott Adkins, who had taught the guy out 33 years ago. And him being like, yeah, I don't recognize you. I don't remember you. As though he didn't remember the guy that just, like, showed up and he talked to and then was fucking abducted. And pretended to not be in the business and then immediately folded. Immediately yeah, folded. Yeah, well, you asked me three times and now he's like Will Ferrell and Austin Powers. Like, okay, you asked me three times. Now I got to tell you the no. truth. It's got to be sequential, but you did that. So... Basically, my family's been here, human weaseling away, space car keys, and this is what we do. Yeah, I both of these guys, it's a little ridiculous that they're being at all incredulous of the other, because clearly no one else has believed anything you have said at any right. point in this movie. Right. Why are you now pulling the doubt card? And the, but, like, also... This is the first time, Scott, that someone's believed you first try. Like, maybe check the attitude somewhere else. <laughs> Fuck with the orderlies again that you were fucking up when you were half in and out of it. But don't I mean, save the sass. Save that maybe he was hungry. Maybe he was low on protein. So the tchotchke dealer takes him back behind his secret door to his laboratory of the my research my family's been doing for centuries on these things. The homemade targets. And what's interesting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not a, a TARDIS. Low budget, not a TARDIS. Because <laughs> the room Legally is fucking distinct. huge in the back of this guy's shop. It's The shop is like 95% his TARDIS room and yeah, 5% yeah, yeah. the shop. It's, and it's a secret room behind a secret door, but it's like yeah. the yes. size of a warehouse. So like, <laughs> clearly at some point someone's gone, okay, but where is the rest of the very obvious building that we can What's see from the road there? outside? <laughs> Why do I hear of warp warp? <laughs> and then at that point, he takes off his necklace. He has, quote unquote, the key, a thing that they need to navigate, but is never really explained because, again, this movie's full of fucking hit and runs. He gives it to Scott Adkins. And at that moment, the the aliens show up and use what is arguably my favorite strategy in film of wait for the good guys to do all the work to get it. And then. Take it away from them. It's called Thank a you, cinematic yoink. Yeah. Yes. That, that was the point where we jumped the shark into full-on sci-fi channel original for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because yes. This, 
all of the set design and even the acting because he uh, the the aliens show up the aliens steal the key the alien breathes magic gas over everyone yeah all of them out all of the good guys pass out except for the tchotchke dealer who shouts out you led them to me and then falls over. That was really obvious, and everyone else has already passed out. Why did you feel the <laughs> need to put a pin in it for me? That's a petty bitch for you. <laughs> he then immediately sacrifices his life when he wakes up. Yeah, like so that was kind of unbelievable. Like, was he going to go home and put a gun in his mouth that night? He was way too eager. Like, hey, there's probably a way both of us could have ran. No, right. no, but no, no, he's no. like, no, 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 I got this. No, I fully understand that. He's he's like the guy at the end of Independence Day who flies his ship into the ship, the alien the mothership. Urethra. Like, yeah. this is what his whole, what is he going to do? Go have kids that don't collect alien bullshit? <laughs> no, you stay here and die. I was kind of getting Neil Breen vibes from the, the Chi Chachki dealer. Like, sometimes his delivery was... A bit too like, is he gonna just look into the camera? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, did anybody gotcha. else get that? No. Oh, I mean, he, they he put drifted. A lo- they put a lot of narrative weight on that Chachki dealer. Yes. We'd had at this point over an hour of uh, Scott Adkins just kind of stumbling around, stuttering, and not telling us anything that was going on. Like, we also had the Connor set up during that time, the, his gangster-leaving wife abduction arc. If you're going to have the audience stand-in that doesn't know what's going on, you need someone else to explain to the audience stand-in what's going on. Or you just have a Christopher Nolan film, Tenet. <laughs> Still have no idea. Nobody has any idea. And the only character that does any explaining in this movie, period, is the Chachki dealer, really. So oh, no, 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 Scotty A. Bombs does too. I guess. Fair. He adds a, a little bit. And he keeps it concise. Yeah, he gets the convenient amnesia flashbacks anytime they get their themselves narratively written into a corner. He just goes, oh, wait, I remember the next page of the script. And they advance <laughs> to the next Holy shit, point. you guys. You're uh, never going to believe this. All right. So to be fair, I was a little distracted during the Trashkey Dealer scene. Because I was giggling at this take on an ancient culture couldn't have had some kind of technology that we don't quite understand. And therefore, it must be aliens. Right? Like, ah, feng shui. Uh, that's weird stuff. It's not uh, even technology. It's just. So right, 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 right. Couldn't like, have been people. They uh, Egyptians couldn't have built the pyramids. Must have been aliens. Yeah, but like, oh man, these guys arrange furniture so good. It must have been aliens. Like, what? Come on. Well, that's Your interior not- decorating no. design oh, is so tight. All right. <laughs> Don't um actually my joke, Dick. Despite our love of Scott Atkins, he's not the only actor in this film. Our second male lead, Connor, is played by Andy On. Incredible. Loved him. Fantastic. Cute to boot. Got a cute little mouth scar. Keeping it tight. Keeping those kicks high. I I loved him. I'd never seen him in anything. I thought he did a great job. Also, he held his own against Scott Atkins in that final fight. When Scotty A-Bombs is under the influence of bad hot topic jewelry on the back of his neck. Yeah, Andy on as the, the the assassin that's trying to do one last job and get out. 
love the archetype, love him in the role. He's a phenomenal martial artist. I I do have a slight complaint with some of his gunfu scenes, though. Yeah, yeah. Because they make him they're out to be perfect. They're not perfect, and, but that's that's just a budget complaint, really. Like that, it doesn't look that good. But there's like they 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 constructed it wrong. Because uh, he is the type of assassin that only hits headshots. Every single time he pulls the trigger, somebody goes down John Wick style, right? And that's cool. Sure, you can yeah. do that. But yeah. Okay, okay, there's an essential element to John Wick-style movies that everybody else keeps fucking up. When John Wick reloads, he does it in some cool, really technically complex way where he, like, spins his gun around with one hand and checks to see if the chamber's clear, right? And while they're doing that, he's well-lit, center frame, camera's locked down, so you can clearly see John... You see that it's Keanu doing some cool flippy shit, and you go, wow, that's some really cool flippy shit he just did with his gun. That's the justification you need to suspend your disbelief when he goes nine for nine on headshots. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Right. Because you buy those in bullets. He's not sneaking. You in see, any extra. you see him do that one really wild, complex thing. And then you go, yeah, okay. And anytime you want to ramp it up, you just, or you want to take a beat, you do a new, another one of those scenes. Watch John Wick again. Wait for the reloads. You will see these used every time they want to justify how badass he is. Right, because he's the kind of nerd that figures out how to spin his gun around and then obviously gets only headshots. Yeah, exactly. They never give us those cool reload scenes with Connor in this movie. He just pulls out his gun and is instantly headshot, 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 headshot. And when you combo that in... a lot of COD. Shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, that's when you get into the budget issues for the movie. Because, Because of those budget issues, the muzzle flashes don't look great. No, um, not at all. And they don't have a ton of gun sound effects. In particular, they use the same silenced gunshot <laughs> sound effect so many times in his sequence. And it turns it into a fucking video game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little clownish. Like they play with the pitch a little bit. They try to fool you. You didn't fool me, motherfucker. That was the same goddamn wave file. Okay, so I agree that a lot of the gunplay was kind of cheesy and silly. It was fun. Maybe not the best. But the as Casey had started talking about the, the final fight between Andy on and, and Scott Atkins. And that, the martial arts, like the, the hand-to-hand combat in this film is good, if not great at times. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really well choreographed. It's mostly really well shot. Like, you can tell there's certain fight scenes that could have used a couple more days, but, like, they spent right. five and a half million, man. This is, like, couch money by movie standards. Right. And it was I a SAG after production, a... so, like, I don't know how that happened. They kept it decently tight. I could have dealt with less cuts, but it's not near. I've absolutely enjoyed worse. It's solid. All of the fight scenes are pretty fucking solid. I really enjoyed that one at the end. I really enjoyed the opening of the film where Scotty A-Bombs wakes up and he's like, I didn't get a neck tattoo. What the fuck? And just starts and is, chewing through the drones. And starts chewing through the drones. And yeah. he there's a scene where he's trying to free his daughter from the cage room. And he has a whip. And he whips this guy to where his whip is around, like, his neck and his arms behind his back and breaks his arms like that. And it just looks fucking incredible. I mean, it's just, I always enjoy 
Scott Atkins full stop, but also continue on and just I enjoy the way he films action, especially when you get someone who films him correctly. So there's one very brief action scene from Scott Adkins that I have to complain about, but it's not because of any of the actual action in the scene. Okay. Okay. So it's the scene where Scott Adkins, uh, after he steals his anime hype jacket and wanders around Vietnam, when he falls asleep in an alleyway and gets woken up by policemen prodding him with their nightsticks that don't understand when he's asking them where the embassy is. And he grabs their fight, their nightstick they're prodding him with and fights them off. It's a great scene. I love the scene. I yes. loved it a lot more when it was in the Born Identity. <laughs> when it was Matt Damon being prodded awake by German police officers and grabs their nightstick when they won't direct him to the embassy. Okay, I'm going to say I also enjoyed it a lot in Time Cop 2. <laughs> The Berlin decision when Jason Scott Lee beat the shit out of the drunk Irish cops who were being racist cunts with their own nightsticks. It's Don't Get Probe Month, and we haven't even talked about our aliens much. I mean, I guess we have a little bit talking about the tchotchke scene, but let's talk about our eight-dimensional creatures. I guess. Uh, They're just like sci-fi channel dudes. They reminded me of the the Dune miniseries on sci-fi channel. I never watched that. Oh, uh, they kind of reminded me of like the blonde guy from the Pyramid Tom Hanks movies. The Da Vinci Code movie? Yeah. <laughs> Silas, I think is his name. The the self-flagellator. Yeah, these these felt like sci-fi budget villains and they kind of I would double down and say they're definitely sci-fi budget villains because they're like, "Oh, we borrow these bodies. They're wearing down. They look creepy." We're going to take over the hot doctor body. She doesn't get any of the weird eye glowing like everybody else you've seen because she's still attractive. Yeah, she's still hot. She's still hot in all eight dimensions. When she, you know, started showing her true form, those pixels looked thick as fuck. Or alternative story, her contract had her for X amount of minutes in the film and then they didn't have anything else for her character to do. So they're like, we'll have the aliens steal your body. You can play the aliens at the end. You're going to be our fembot, baby. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the aliens, I just got some fresh perspective yeah. on this film. So the only on-screen abduction we see is of Andy Ahn's wife getting kidnapped there's these creepy dudes in her room and andy's like i'm gonna share connor connor's like i'm gonna shoot these jabronis and then all of a sudden like it's an 80s workout video the screen in which you're watching the film shrinks down into like bye-bye and you just see him like in front of a bad green screen reaching in like, no, bring me back my wife. <laughs> and they're already gone. And so I was like, wow, that's really was a choice, you know, visually to go through. Now, let me bring to you a couple days after I watched this movie, I went to Cedar Point with a neck injury. And while I was in the front of the Millennium uh, Force, the aluminum I was. I almost said the Millennium Falcon every fucking time. The Millennium Force, and I'm going down the first hill, and it inverts. I'm screaming, and I hear my scream get turned into the Keanu Reeves Matrix scream where it like goes into <laughs> dial-up internet, and I was like, 
wow, that's really weird. I wonder why my scream sounded like that. And I'm continuing to think about it. And all of a sudden this moment pops up where I'm like, hey, we're not getting any visual feed. What's going on with the eyes? I'm like, oh, you're unconscious on a fucking roller coaster. (laughs) All right, it'll come back. So how that shrunk down was exactly like the visuals in this movie where I was like, wow, okay. I take back me saying that looked like cheap and shitty. That's what browning out on a roller coaster feels like. And I (laughs) technically did time and space travel. Yeah, I... A lot of these alien abduction movies, in this alien abduction movie in particular, apparently are in worlds where drugs don't exist because everyone has these oh, insane man. experiences and goes, aliens did it, and no one at any point goes, someone dosed me. Yeah, I know, right? Because right. I've done salvia, and this feels like salvia. Okay, so let's pivot. Speaking of salvia, sorry, this isn't a drug podcast, but sometimes it is. The scene where... Andy on and the hot female doctor are walking around in Ho Chi Minh Park trying to figure out how to get into the aliens ship. He's like, hey, look at that. Look at that bush over there. Let's walk towards it. And they keep walking towards it. And it's equidistant. And it's also behind. And they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. I've done that. I've I've had that that conversation and experience. Right. I've had that many mushrooms before where I I was walking for hours and never got closer. Like statistically, one of you has done hallucinogenics. Right. Come on. Not really. Drugs are. It's like like how nobody in a zombie movie has ever seen a zombie movie. It just doesn't (laughs) make sense to me. Fair. Or nobody in a horror movie has ever seen a horror movie. Right. Right. They answer the door. They run upstairs. Yeah, but like, oh, okay. I no matter how far I walk, I don't get any closer. Well, sit down, breathe deep. If there's someone right. you trust nearby, ask them to put on some music they think you'll like. No, no, no. One of my favorites is her watching Andy on run by her in one direction and then run by in another direction because I've also had that experience on shrooms. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. Fuck. Yeah, I just How many of you are bored. there? All right. Of, all of these alien abductions are much better explained by drugs than they are right. aliens. It's just yes. drugs in the park. It's drugs in the park. Let's all be you honest. You lost your kid on drugs in the park. Right. But you did the Keith Richards drugs, so you still look good. With that, Dave... I'm going to start with you, that question that we ask every week. 2019s, and it's 2019s, not, not 2011s. 2019s abduction, would you watch it again? Man, you know, I love me some Scott Adkins. Andy on is fantastic. There's some great martial arts in this movie. But there wasn't really any one fight scene that stood out to me like, holy shit, I need to go watch that again. It didn't have a like a standout signature moment for me. And the sci-fi plot should have made up the difference for me because it reads like something out of the goddamn Cube series. <laughs> yeah, yes. Which, In fact, the uh, director was involved with that. Yeah, it shows. Um, but it, it didn't work. He didn't quite pull it off here. I I would have been confused if I hadn't ended up too bored to care enough. So I'm not sad that I watched it, but no, I don't think I'm going to oh! watch Abduction again. Wow. At least not anytime soon. He won't be taken. I will not be taken. But Casey, how about you? Uh, is Scott Adkins taking his shirt off enough? 2019's Abduction. Will you watch it again? So... 
this movie when there's not fighting happening can kind of drag it does warp time because the fight scenes go fast and some of the talky bits go slow and i'm gonna say that with the caveat of none of the scenes with scott atkins because he is a hundred percent in he's yeah. having fun yes he's he's nibbling i wouldn't say he chews through it but he nibbles absolutely he picks um but I've seen this movie twice now. i not going to intentionally seek it out for a third watch, but if Jay were to pop it on, I'd sit down and crochet to it. So, yeah, I would watch oh. this again. It's got some some cool action scenes. The lore is deeply stupid. <laughs> the aliens are deeply stupid. But it's not a serious movie. It's a fun movie. And... I like fun. I like dreary fun. So, yes, I would watch it again. But, Jay, yeah. 2019, not 2011's goddammit abduction, would you watch it again? Scotty A-Bumps. So, I, I think I mostly agree with a lot of the points that the two of you made. I I disagree, though, with Dave that the bonkers sci-fi quality alien doesn't redeem this. I think it does because it is hilariously cheesy it's so the movie so doesn't care about ever explaining any of its physics or the way anything works or limitations. It just hits us with mad shit and is like, that's it. Here's some nutso stuff. Have fun and rolls through it. And I, I actually think it benefits from subsequent watchings because the first time it's a little in your face about how absurd it is. And the second time you can really appreciate about how little whoever wrote it cared and was having fun. And the fights, yeah, I agree, Dave. There's no standout fight. But Casey's spot on that the fights are fun and they are great to watch. And sure, maybe the Bourne identity did the scene better. I like watching Scott Adkins do it. I watched this on a Scott Adkins tear. I didn't regret it. I loved it so much. I thought, man, we got to watch this for shitty cinema. And I had a blast again. Is it a little boring at times? Sure. Have I watched much more boring films? Yeah, absolutely. But I know that I will be watching Abduction again. So, Casey, you're going to be watching Abduction again with me. And that's it. The verdict is in. Two out of three of us are going to watch Abduction again. The other one of us is just going to get probed without getting abducted. So, suck it, Dave. You're not escaping getting probed. But, listeners, it's up to you. Have you watched Abduction? Would you watch it again? Let us know. Casey, you got to continue Don't Get Probe Month next week. What are we watching? <sighs> I wanted to bring something to make everyone happy, or at least Dave mad. I'm bringing starring Hulk Hogan, mm -hmm. Suburban Commando. Never a good start. What? I yes! have never yes! watched this movie. Yes! I knew it would make you happy because yes! you've tried to bring it several times and we've I always pooped it. Commando. I've never watched this movie. Yeah, One of yeah. my favorite movies. So Listen. As a kid, you told me Hulk Hogan and Doc Brown are in a fucking movie about aliens and, like, saving presidents and fighting stuff and shooting laser beams. Are you fucking kidding me? I was Jay Owen. Anything I'm familiar with from the VHS era is not a good sign. Well, we'll just have to wait till next week to see if Jay, Jay owes his childhood trauma out. Follow I'm us on Instagram at casey.cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. 
throw us a bone on the Patreon slash shitty cinema or peepshittycinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Whoop. Walk towards that fountain. Walk towards that fountain. Walk towards that fountain. British Walk Embassy! Towards that fountain. Walk towards British that fountain. Embassy. Walk towards that fountain. Walk towards that fountain.